Ever been curious about how seller financing actually works? Well, today that's exactly what we're going to break down on the Lady Landlords podcast. Hi, I'm Becky Nova, your host and founder of Lady Landlord, and I absolutely love seller financing. I think it is a fantastic opportunity, especially in today's market, and can really work for so many different types of investors. But I see questions all the time in Lady Landlords about how to be able to use this creative financing technique. So today we're going to go through, we're going to define it, we're going to talk about how to use it, and we're going to talk about how to identify people that would be interested in seller financing. And I'll also share one of my more recent stories about a seller financing opportunity. So let's start with how we even define what seller financing is. Seller financing is where a seller is the actual bank, here in my air quotes if you're watching me on YouTube, but it's where the seller themselves act as the bank. There is no other bank, there's no financial institution like a Chase or a Bank of America included in this. The seller themselves decides that they are going to hold that loan, hold that note, okay? What is fantastic about this is that everything is really negotiable in this space. Now, for example, when you go to a regular bank, we'll take Chase as an example. When you go to Chase, Chase says, hey, we need you to have a 650 credit score. Hey, we need you to have a DTI of 30%. Hey, we need you to have 25% as a down payment. And you can't go back to Chase and be like, well, actually, I'd only like to put down 15% on this property. And you know what? My credit score is a 585, but I think you should still take that deal. Chase isn't going to do that. They can't bend those things. That's not something that they're going to be able to work with you on. But with the seller, all of those different things are negotiable. Since there's no bank involved, that's something that you don't have to follow all of those guidelines and that structure. This is really something that you can sort out with that seller on what really works for the both of you. Real estate investing really is just a big game of problem solving. Our role as investors is to figure out, one, what we need first, because we always need to be serving that. But once we know what we need, we then need to figure out what the other party needs and then really bridge that gap to create a win-win situation. We'll talk a little bit more about how that's going to work in a minute. But what are the things that actually are negotiable? Like I said, everything. That means your interest rate. I know somebody out there listening is not happy with the current interest rates at the end now of 2023, early 2024. I know you don't really like them. Well, seller financing is an opportunity where you and the seller can actually decide what will be the rate for that loan, okay? You can also determine what that loan term is. Most traditional loans, you're looking at 30 years, 15 years. I know now there's some new products out there where you actually can get like a 40-year loan, but you can actually determine how many years this loan is going to be over. This is also something then that you can determine what the interest rate will be for a certain period of time. And then maybe that changes. Maybe it goes up, maybe it goes down, maybe it's for a long period of time, maybe it's for a short period of time. All of those things can absolutely be discussed within that agreement between you and the seller because the seller gets to decide just as much as you what's going to work for you personally. Also, one of the most fun things about seller financing is the down payment is negotiable. With traditional lending, even with other creative financing strategies, that's pretty much just set. That's kind of set in stone. But here with seller financing, this is something that you can really work and talk with that seller and say, hey, listen, I want to put down less of a down payment, but I want to actually pay a higher interest rate. Those are things that you can work out and see what's really going to be beneficial for everybody there. 
Another term that you want to make sure that you discuss when negotiating is early payoffs. An early payoff means what if you so choose down the line to want to refinance that loan? Maybe you pay off that loan so you're not carrying that balance. Maybe you are now making more money with that rental property and you don't want to have to carry that loan anymore. Really, you can make sure that you're going to put in your own contract what is going to be the best for you and also what the seller is going to be agreeable to that's going to be the best for them. Now, in this situation, you absolutely want to be using an attorney. I highly recommend that. I always recommend using attorneys to protect yourself here. This is also a place then where the seller should really have their own real estate attorney also acting on their behalf. So then both parties have representation. You can so waive that depending on your state if you so choose. But my recommendation is always to use an attorney. So let's talk about some of these situations of where that can be favorable. Once again, interest rate. That's pretty easy. Interest rates are kind of high right now. So this is absolutely an opportunity to be able to save yourself some money on a monthly payment compared to going to traditional banks. This is something then that you would be able to negotiate for something possibly a little bit lower. When it comes to that term, that's something that you're going to want to work out based on what that seller's needs really are. A lot of times you hear seller financing for people that maybe have been landlords and kind of got a little bit older and decided that they don't really want to manage their properties anymore, but they're using those properties as their retirement. Well, if they then sell you that property or maybe they sell you a portfolio and now all of a sudden they are going to get that big lump sum as if they went with traditional financing, well, if those are investment properties, they're going to have a lot of money to have to pay in capital gains. That's going to be a really big hit to some of those people. And then now all of a sudden, they're not getting those monthly payments that they were used to. Traditional landlords, when you're living off cash flow, you count on that money coming in every single month. For somebody that would now be at retirement age, they kind of have that idea of that money coming in. If you give somebody like that, then all of a sudden that lump sum, one, they're going to have to pay a bunch of money in taxes, which probably aren't going to make them very happy. But then two, they are now switching from a place where they're getting a monthly payment to now just having that lump sum where they have to manage. That might be something that they don't necessarily want. They might want to save money on taxes and make sure that they have really that monthly income coming in, even in that retirement years. So that's something that also, when you think about that payoff, sometimes sellers might say, hey, I will not allow an early payoff because they don't want that lump sum because that's going to mess with their taxes. So that's definitely a conversation to be able to have within that about what is really going to work for both parties there. The down payment, same thing. Ever since the pandemic back in 2020, even in 2021, the way that down payments and lending changed during that time, 2019, before the pandemic, you were able to still use a conventional loan to be able to get an investment property. And sometimes you didn't actually have to pay that 20% down. 20% was pretty much standard, but you were able to find some banks that would loan on an investment property for 10 to 15% down. Then all of a sudden, after the pandemic, when you started looking at investment properties, that kind of started to skyrocket. All of a sudden, now 25 became the standard, and it was really difficult to find anybody that would even do 20%, let alone the 10s and the 15s that we were seeing pre-pandemic. This is a great opportunity with seller financing to be able to do. Once again, this is something that somebody that's selling their property and willing to hold the note for you, they might say, hey, listen, I don't necessarily need the money right now. So I would rather larger payments over a longer period of time rather than money's upfront. 
Once again, that could be for tax reasons, that could be for lifestyle reasons, whatever it is, it is absolutely key to sort out what exactly they are looking for. This is so important. We actually had one of the lady landlords inner circle members. She actually did a seller financing deal and bought a 30-door portfolio, right? Multiple types of properties all kind of mixed together in this worth over a million dollars. Fantastic change. And she was able to negotiate for zero dollars down. This was actually somebody that she had known through a family member. So it was great that they understood what she and her family were doing, that they were a younger family looking to grow in real estate. So the older couple was really willing to negotiate with them. They were having some health problems. We're looking just kind of offload things, but making sure that they had monies coming in over time. They were happy to do zero down because they wanted those larger payments over time, right? Because that was really what they were looking for from that retirement. Since they knew each other for years through family members, that was something they were actually able to do a great interest rate that was lower than what you would get at a traditional bank right now. But the sellers made it clear that they would not be able to pay off the properties early because once again, then that would be a financial hurt to them from a tax perspective. And then also they would have a lump sum and really what they were looking for and what they felt was best for their later years in life would be able to have monthly income coming in and not that lump sum. When there were health issues on the table, they just felt that it was important to make sure that they had that consistency over time. So it was a great opportunity to do that. For me, I actually did or was looking into doing seller financing for a property down in the Dominican Republic. That was the most recent property that popped up. What was interesting about that is that property actually came through a realtor and yet still had the option for seller financing. What was interesting about that property is originally what I was looking for for my dream home down in the Dominican Republic. So this also works out of the country, people. But what was interesting about that is I was actually looking for a one-bedroom. A one-bedroom home was really what was fitting into my budget. And to be honest, that was really all I needed. It's something that I feel like in the future I would probably upgrade to a two-bedroom. But it really wasn't something that I was looking for at this time and really not something that I kind of wanted to spend the money on. What was great was being able to work with that seller. I was able to put down more of a down payment than what they were asking, but then was actually able to negotiate for a lower interest rate, right? So that was just something that we were able to look at those terms and say, how does that work? How can we make it a little bit more beneficial? So to me, since they were asking for a down payment that was lower than what my budget was, I felt it was a great opportunity to say, hey, I don't want to be paying more money over time. Let me still spend the exact same amount of money I planned on spending with that down payment and offer a larger down payment. But then I can actually save money in the back end by requesting that lower down payment. It actually was a fantastic setup. You might have heard if you've listened to our other episodes about my purchase of the Dominican Republic property. I actually ended up paying the property off in cash before closing instead of doing seller financing on that specific deal. But what was so great was to really be able to sit down with that seller and discuss what they really needed, what I needed for that property to make it work. And we came up with an agreement that really worked. So let's now talk about how to find those sellers for this. One of the most important things here is that for seller financing, the property needs to be paid off. Okay. The reason for that is because if the sellers have a mortgage on the property, they can't really make an agreement to sell it to you when technically 
the bank is still involved. Okay. That's a whole different strategy that a lot of people over on Instagram and YouTube like to talk about that. We will do another video on that strategy another day where you assume their loan. But with seller financing, you need to identify people that have already paid off their properties. They're usually people that have them paid off. So usually, once again, probably looking a little bit on an older age perspective here, but people that maybe are just tired of the maintenance, they're either looking to downsize, maybe they were investors and now they're looking to kind of pass on their properties and their whole portfolio to a younger investor. This is great when you're really looking around neighborhoods, you're driving through those, you can knock on doors, talking to other family friends, you can do some script tracing to figure out who has properties that have been paid off. I personally love to use PropStream to really identify what properties might have motivated sellers. And then it really becomes the idea of having that conversation with them, okay? Getting together, having a meeting of minds and really understanding what that person is looking for. And then you combine that with what you're looking for and come up with an agreement through your attorneys. But what's really beautiful about seller financing is you can even find seller financing opportunities on the MLS, just like I did through a realtor. So with that, those are questions that absolutely to ask. If you are interested in a property, if you're using a realtor, not using a realtor, ask the seller if that's something that they're open to. A lot of times it might take a little bit of education to that seller to have them really understand what that can look like. But there are some great benefits for the right type of people for seller financing. It's great for you to be able to pick up another property and really get to be able to control the terms and the numbers that you are buying that property with. So it's a great way to also take a bad deal that maybe the numbers don't work and turn it into a property that will work and will cash flow in the way that you need to have it work for your portfolio. So that is just a quick rundown of what seller financing looks like. If you have done seller financing, head over to Lady Landlords and share your experience about what seller financing looks like. It can absolutely help some of the other women in the community. So head over to Facebook and let us know there if you have ever done seller financing or let us know what questions you may have about how seller financing can work and how you can identify sellers for the seller financing opportunity. But thank you very much for joining me today for the Lady Landlord podcast. Please do make sure to hit that subscribe button down below so you do not miss another episode of the Lady Landlords podcast. We release new episodes every single Tuesday. Thanks so much and see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to the Lady Landlords podcast. If you're feeling stuck in your real estate investing journey, visit lady-landlord.com to book a 15-minute orientation call with me and see if you're ready to join our mentorship program. Or you can subscribe to our newsletter and join our Facebook group for exclusive real estate investing tips and offers. Invest with confidence. Become a Lady Landlord today.